With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Season 6, Episode 1 of the Cheese Room Podcast. Episode 1, Klaxon. This is Brendan, your host. <laughs> this is Brendan, your host for the show. Uh, we, this is the first episode of the new season and a preview of the game against Brentford. Also looking back on the friendlies, the signings, the cane shit, loads of stuff to talk about. Joining me up first is Mr. Paul Muir. How you doing, Paul? Yeah, good. 23-24 season. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I feel, I feel good and it's good to be back chatting to you, esteemed fellows. So, um, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Also joining is Franco. Hey there, man. I'm good. I feel old now, thinking 23, 24. Like these seasons are just slipping by, aren't they? As we enter oh, our, uh, you know, the, the second half of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So it's, we still kind of feel a bit in limbo, don't we? It's like we're not entirely sure what's going on. Um, preseason games have been mixed, but like, there's lots of things to pick apart from them. And yeah, looking forward to the season starting. Yeah, same. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again. Actually, I'll be over in for the Sheffield Wednesday game. So Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield, Sheffield United, even Sheffield United. We've not travelled back to 1997. It's Sheffield United. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we have played two games recently. So let's just go through them very quickly. They're, they're, they're pre-season friendly, so there's not too much you can take, but certain little little bits and bobs you can pick apart under Ange Ball. Uh, were either of you at the game, first of all, the Shakhtar game? No, no. no I, I, was, oh. I was in the countryside. I didn't even watch it. I've only seen the goals. Um, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. Sorry, <laughs> not, not going to do much analysis there. But yeah. look, Brain, it was a bit of a nothing game, wasn't it, from, from all accounts? Like, you look at the stats, and I know we've absolutely spanked every single team in terms of goals and possession, etc. until last night. Um, and so, yeah, like Shakhtar didn't really put up too much of a uh, you know fuss against us, and I thought, yeah, it was just a nice little training exercise. Nice to see Kane out there and banging in some goals as well. Um, that was that was the main sort of bright spot from it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I think the performance as well was was the key thing. I chatted with Rachel from the Supporters Trust uh, yesterday or the day before, and and she was just saying that the whole atmosphere at the stadium, the way we were playing, that you could really see and feel a huge difference there. And so, mm. like we said, there's, there's optimism building ahead of the new season. Um, on, on the Shakhtar game, as, as you said, Kane was playing, got his four goals, fairly straightforward. But a couple of the goals that he got were goals that he doesn't normally score. The, the Madison one in particular mm. 
where he sort of crossed it in from the edge of the box and Kane sort of got there. I don't see him score many goals like that. So it bodes well if he does stay, and we'll get on to Kane later on. If he does stay, uh, it does bode well in terms of, of him adding to his, his extensive goal tally. Um, thoughts on Vicario? <laughs> Straight in for that one, bro. Straight in for that one. Yeah. Go on, Paul. You go first. <laughs> okay, uh, children, we uh, listeners, we know where this is going to go in a minute. I can tell you because Franco and I have had discussion about something else relating to this in a minute. Um, Vicario, um, I. I'm not that impressed with him, to be honest, at the moment. He's only been here five minutes. Let's, let's give him a chance. He, he pulls off the odd spectacular save. He pulled off a really good save at Shakhtar, where it's a header, I think it was, and he put it over the bar from point blank. He's not been that great with his feet. I think last night against Barca, mm-hmm. uh, we were recording this on um, on a Wednesday night, Barca, Tottenham was last night. Um, he kicked the ball straight out a few times. The, the TV cut to, or Spurs play cut to Ange, and Ange was like, what the hell are you doing, mate? Kind of thing. So he doesn't, he's, he's not really, he's not covered himself in glory at the minute, to be honest. Um, but it is still like really, really early doors. So uh, fingers crossed he, um, he ups his game. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it's a case of you, you, sometimes you see what you want to see with, with players, isn't it? I think since such mixed opinions on Twitter, some people saying he's an improvement on Lloris, which let's be honest, it's not that hard uh, to, to improve on Lloris last season. But I thought some of his passing was quite good. It was defeat. I mean, again, that's because Larissa set the bar so low. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, he pulls off good saves. He's pulled off quite a few. But last night, that first Barca goal, he was mm. something like six goals conceded from nine shots in pre-season, nine shots on target. So he's had, to, you know, nine saves to make, six goals, which is not great, but it's all in context, isn't it? A lot of those, you know, the players have been cleaned through. He's not had a great opportunity to sort of make those saves, but it's still quite worrying. He's not—he's not really kind of filled you with, um, you know, much confidence. I suppose is, is the right word, to, isn't it? I think it's the angles he's mm. been beat at as well. Like obviously the Lewandowski goal, the first one—that's a quite. There's only one place that's going. It's going across him. Mm. Lewandowski's going to hit it down. I mean, I could—I I mean, I'm in no way shame former and elite goalkeeper, but I knew what Lewandowski was going to do there. I can almost anticipate where that ball's going to go. And I think also as well with um, uh, the, the the final goal last night as well. Mm. It, it, oh, sorry, the second for the penultimate goal where it, it came across him. I think it, it, I think most people know that that's where the strike's going to put it. And yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's just concerning. It's just hopefully it's just like you know preseason kind of like jitters get him out of the way, and mm. um, he'll he'll be decent. But yeah, I mean those stats what Franco just said there is it's not really that confidence inspiring, is it? Let's be honest. No, not at all. Yeah, and also he he did have rave reviews though out in Italy. Mm-hmm. He did, uh, um, they were saying that he was going to be snapped up by one of the big Italian clubs, like Unana's gone to Man United, so the Inter was supposed to be going in for him. And so and and we said it in the the WhatsApp group as well, Franco. You said that. Goal keep, the goalkeeping position is probably the one where there doesn't need to be much adapt, adaptation from a, one league to another, whereas sort of getting used to the pace of the mm. Premier League is a goalkeeper who's standing still, so yeah. there's no need to get any... But, but uh, would he have been tested enough in the Italian leagues? I'm trying to remember like decent strikers in Italy 
Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the things. Is he's, in some games he did make lots of saves and quite good reaction saves. He, you know, looks quite good at making save, getting up, making another one. But look, it's very difficult when a player is pretty much one on one, which has been a lot of the goals that we conceded. You know, it's been a player with an open goal, no defender in front of him, etc. Like, like you say, that Lewandowski one was a tight angle. It was difficult for him to score it, but it's Lewandowski again. He's like you know, top quality yeah. player, and he put it just right in in that spot. You know, and it's difficult. It was they're not none of them were easy to save. I'd say none of them were howlers, but it's all in context, isn't it? And I think the the, the discussion me and Paul were having yesterday was about the Raya signing, and obviously the goons are making a move for him. If they got him for thirty million, it does sort of beg the question: Should we have just held on and kept negotiating that through the summer? But I can understand why we didn't. Goalkeeper was a position we wanted to fill early. And I think what happened was they, you know, they, I do think they overpriced Raya. I think 40 million was too much for him. Mate would have made him something like the fourth or fifth most expensive goalkeeper of all time. And yeah, he's still young. He's still got sort of plenty of time. He's, 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 was one of the top goalkeepers in the league last year. So there's a good argument for it, but it feels like we kind of tried it. They weren't budging. So we went, okay, this guy's available. Might, might be of a similar standard, got rave reviews, we'll go for him. But it does feel like a little bit more of a punt. But I'm not sure if that's just because we haven't seen him play as much as we obviously have with Raya. Uh, Ornstein has just uh, put up, or Fabrizio Romano just put up, it's a £3 million loan and it's 27, well, it's £27 million pounds, uh, uh, contract, contractual buy next season. That's to get around financial fair play. Um, in my opinion, um, yeah, it sounds like it's it, got to be uh, thirty million for Raya. Christ, I mean that's only four million more than we're going to pay for Vicario. Um, I think we should have we should have carried on pursuing Raya. They, yeah, whether you're, it's overpriced or not, that's what they wanted. We're supposed to be these kind of like expert kind of like dealers in in the in the transfer market. We must have known that Brentford needed to get rid of it. They needed the money. We we should have saw the bigger situation. I think we probably left this rare situation too quickly and we moved on. That could be seen as a positive in many 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 ways. But if he was your number one target and and he said he wanted to come to us, then we should we we should have got him. I think I don't, I don't really care about it being the fifth, sixth, seventh most expensive goalkeeper. The value is what they wanted. They wanted it negotiate obviously get it down but like you know to for them to for him now with a week to go to go to an arch rival for 10 million what they wanted just looks like we've got played a little bit and that's what me and franco were talking about yesterday um i think he's a great goalkeeper i do i, I think he's better than ramsdale i think uh, ramsdale fell apart and, and made some big errors last season um that 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 makes the gooners better in my opinion david Raya. um and I think it's I think it's unfortunate the way that this looks for us. But there you go. Yeah, but like I said, I don't see it. I, I think if that was one of the priorities, we wanted to fill that goalkeeper position. We wanted him there to be training, to be you know there, there for yeah. the, the manager for when he restarts. You have to move quickly sometimes on these things. Of course, and it's like, of course. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah, you're, you're getting your mass there. He wasn't. I think he cost twenty million euros, Vicario. So it's not that expensive. What's Excuse that about? Me. Like okay. eighteen million quid. So it's like. Yeah, we're splitting hairs over twelve million because you're right. If you really want Raya and and he was the one, then then fine. But I don't. I never got that impression. I didn't think it was like, oh right, Raya's our number one target. It just seemed like we we're in discussions, and everyone was like, he's a good goalkeeper. Yeah, we should get him. Um, we didn't have we a manager him. at that point either. 
No, that's true. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that he was, Andrew was sort of being sounded out. I don't know, this is it. It's like, in, in context, you don't really know what discussions I had where and, yeah, yeah. and what happened. But I can understand why we moved for him early. Um, but it does, now the fact that, you know, the, the goons might be getting him. But again, like, look, they're only loaning him. Even they don't want to take a punt. And you're right, it might be financial fair play. It might just be trying to keep that, that down. But what, is he going to sign another 12-month extension then before he moves? Because otherwise his, his contract so. ends next year, doesn't it? I assume so, yeah. I assume that's what they're going to do. Yeah, okay, interesting. But, yeah, I mean, it, it makes them stronger. But again, having a, a good second goalkeeper, is it that much of a benefit? I don't know. Maybe it is for... It means that you're going to have a solid goalkeeper in all competitions. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess it's that. But, yeah, I'm not I'm not losing sleep over that one, if I'm honest. Um, I, I am a bit. I, I am a bit. I, it just doesn't sit well. I, I think if it was another team other than the Goons, maybe it would be all right. But it's the Goons and it just doesn't... And 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 the amount that they're paying being less, I think, than what we were offering mm. like one two months ago or a month and a half ago, it just yeah, it's just it doesn't like like well, of course it doesn't make us look good. And and for the sake of time, and then but that's just it. That we will talk about the the other signings. So we got in Mickey Van der Ven. So would we have been able to had we spent that extra ten twelve mil on Raya to get this, the goalkeeper thing sorted? Would we be able to push the back out and get get the the centre back that we wanted in Mickey Van der Ven? Probably. I'm sure. For, I'm, I'm probably I'm sure. You know, uh, Rodon taking Rodon off the off the books it looks like Sanchez is is even though he played very well last night. It looks like Sanchez is he's being pushed out the door. Two weeks mm-hmm. ago, he was, he was being offered to Russia. He's been he's offered being offered. So he he's going out. If Harry Maguire is going to a Premiership football club for thirty to thirty two million pounds, <laughs> then Davison Sanchez is going to get you ten or twelve million. I'm sorry. Davison showed he, he showed he showed good pace last night. He showed what he could do for a de- for a decent high level team. So I think you know if we're splitting hairs over that kind of money, then we, we would have found it from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Jaffe Tanganga going for like six, eight, whatever million and, and stuff. It, we, we we would have made that money up somewhere. But I think Franco makes a really good point about it. Like at the timing, um, yeah, we we needed to move forward quickly. Goalie was going. Looks like yeah, something has obviously happened to Hugo. Probably Newcastle half time. We didn't see him after that. He's probably like burnt his bridges with a club or, or something of, of, of a similar ilk. And we had to move quickly. And yeah, Brentford were like not not budging. So we moved on. I mean, that, that that's perfectly, probably very sound business sense, to be honest, when you think about it the way Franco does. I can't believe I just said that. There I go. I knew I'd defeat you in the end. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the bad thing is when I text it, you probably put some like attitude. And when I just speak more nicely to you, you're just like, oh, I can't really argue with that. So I like the, 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 the Van de Ven transfer again. I think we we might have slightly overpaid, but I'm willing to be you know completely made wrong over the next couple of seasons because the way Andrew's talking about him, you know, as a future star, etc. But it's a pun. Mm. He's had one full year at, at Wolfsburg after that. Um, you know, pl- basically playing in youth teams before that, and, and and I know like you look at players and you think they've got the right characteristics. He's a leader. He's super quick. He's physical. He's got all the right attributes to be a good player, but we are taking a punt and we're paying quite heavily for it. Like, what is it, 40 million euros, potentially more, mm. including add-ons <clears throat> and stuff like that. And, you know, whilst I think we did good business with, with Madison, I think like 45 million or whatever we paid for him is is probably decent. Um, I don't know. We've got we've got a lot of players that we've paid decent money for, like Porro. That's a, that's a huge amount of money. Um, 
we, do you think we I underpaid? Think, do you think we got a bargain with Madison because of Leicester needing to get him off the books for their uh, end of year and stuff? Do you think I we, just think I just think it's good value. I think he will. Con- I mean, look, he's he's been an absolute breath of fresh air in been, preseason. Been excellent, like, yeah, I wasn't sure the, about him last season, but he's been he's been really really good. Yeah, yeah, right. and and it, and it is that thing that we've missed. Like you were talking about the, the the header that Kane scored. Like we've not really had somebody putting the ball on his on his head in that position, and it was a great cross by him. His little intricate play around the box and stuff like that, and. Got Lacelso back, sort of looking looking half decent as well. So to have those players in there creating these opportunities, it's like I'm so so up for this next season. <laughs> I just love the way, love the way we're playing football. And I think Madison was a was a massive addition. I think it can't be understated. We're going to say, I mean, you just got to pray that all these players stay fit um, because I think he's he's going to be big for us. Um, and yeah, the, the, like going back to the Van der Ven signing, it, it's good. We need somebody of that ilk. He's got all the right attributes, but not that experienced. But I think most people would still have him in the team over Eric Dyer, especially after another Eric Dyer performance last night. Yeah, you, you brought that up yesterday about um, the Barcelona game, sort of, and those last sort of ten minutes because we played well for the first sort of seventy-five, I think it was, and then we just we just tailed off yep. and and Dyer just sort of watching Dyer sort of stroll when I think it was it. Fatty uh, that, that scored. Who scored their third goal when Dyer just let him walk past? Was it, was it Ansu Fatty? Am I completely fucking missing the guy? Who knows, Bren? <laughs> I mean, the guy on the, the right hand side that also walks it past Reggie when Reggie got cramp in his calf. You're talking about that guy as well. Right, I'm checking it out now. Yeah, my kids are making <laughs> it. It was, yeah, was Ansu Fatty. Yeah, yeah, it was Ansu Fatty. Yeah. Uh, where Dyer just sort of, again, really slow getting back. And he's clearly not cut out for Ange Ball. But it exposed what Ange needs to change, and 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 it's good that we see these things pre-season because mm. we've got we've got Brentford coming up on on Sunday. No, I agree. I think it's I think these these preseason games, as much as the, the football's been good, like you look at the possession stats, you look at the, the shots on target, uh, just shots created in general. It's been a, a complete sea change. We look a completely different outfit. But you can also see the weaknesses. The fact that Barca managed to bang in three goals in the last 15 minutes last night after you know, we were we were competitive for 75 at least. You know, they brought on their young guns and and basically some balls into those channels causes issues. But yeah, I just think the, the thing with Dyer is last night, it just seemed like whenever you see a replay of their goal, you, you occasionally see Dyer sort of coming into frame, just running like aimlessly. Mm. You know what I mean? He's he, he, for me like the ball is the is the, the earth and he's the moon just sort of revolving around it but not ever getting any closer. Like it's just so frustrating because he's got he's got plenty of solid attributes but I think if you put him in this system he's going to really struggle. Um and we're going to see plenty of that. At least Sanchez has got that recovery pace which he used a few times last night as sort of mm. the one blessing but there's going to be a lot of that and you know, you can understand why we've got Van der Ven. You need some pace in there. Him with Romero, plenty of last-minute sliding tackles this season, I can envisage. But yeah, it's it's good that these have been exposed in preseason. You have a preseason where everything goes brilliantly. Um, then yeah, you've not got much to work on. But he's probably got a, a good sort of ten, fifteen minutes of defensive errors and defensive issues that he can work on in the next week or you know, a couple of weeks to to get us up to speed. I mean, the one thing is that we've obviously missed out on those two preseason games. And just talked about fitness isn't quite there, but also he's probably not had you know a, a chance to to get them playing the system on the pitch as much as he'd like as well. That's a bit of a concern for the start of the season. Um, so it'd be interesting to see at the weekend exactly how we turn out. But like the intensity is there, and that's the one thing that's quite often missing in that start of the season, the first game. It quite often feels like a pre-season friendly, even though it's the first game of the season. Mm. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case at the weekend. I think, you know, you look at the football we've been playing and the way that he's sort of instilling his mentality in the team and it's 
from the get-go, we're off, we're attacking, it's fast, it's quick. Um, and you can see some of the players just getting tired by like 70, 75 minutes, can you? That's what you said last night after the game to the Spurs media. You just said they just ran out of legs 75 minutes. He left people at home. He did that on yeah. purpose. Yeah. He, said, he said it after the game. I think he, I think Devine came on. I think he changed Solomon up as well. Um, he brought on Papamata Sar and stuff, and they made a difference. But the key, and obviously Reggie got cramp or he pulled a calf muscle and they just walked past him twice. But mm. it's, yeah, you're, you're right. We, 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 we faded badly from, I think I watched, uh, I think it was about 77, 78 minutes today. We looked all right. And then, yeah, from yeah, the probably the 80th minute onwards, we just, we weren't competing. We weren't, I think Ease went down as well for, for a, uh, a little while as well. We, we just, yeah, just anxious and shit at the end of the game, we just run out of legs. Yeah. Which is which is worrying because Brentford um, is, you know, obviously at the weekend and um, they're going to be a fit, strong side. I've, I've not seen what Brentford have done pre season. So they might come in like bang on kind of fitness levels. They might be a bit undercooked. Uh, we're not sure. But yeah, to, to, for, for us to like, fall off the pace badly in the, in the final friendly like that mm. you know what i mean it's like especially when we're trying to play this high intensity pressing kind of like you know at it kind of like you know counter press you know try to get the ball back within five eight ten seconds uh, this kind of stuff that, you, that he's been talking about it's it's concerning it's concerning but yeah we'll see we'll see mm. well who's impressed you most of both the new signings and of our of our previous squads uh in the pre-season friendlies paul i'll start with you who who's been the standout? East Basuma. Um, uh, I remember a year ago, probably right about now. Me, Franco, probably you or Seb uh, sat down, and I was really, really pumped to see East Basuma. You know, we we got Champions League, we bought him. I've been really impressed with him, but uh, um, at Brighton, I thought, right here we go. We are going to absolutely suffocate teams. We're going to use an expression I use a lot. We're going to turn their gas off. We're going to cut their gas off. East Basuma's going to break the lines. He's going to feed. Kane's going to think Son. Kud's going to be doing his business. And, yeah, obviously, Basuma didn't get a look in for whatever reason last season. He's looked, he's looked, he's looked a monster. He really has. He's just like, he, he's not Dembele in any shape or form, but he drops his shoulder. He gives himself like a half a yard. He fakes the go one way, goes the other. And before you know it, he's got two or three yards of space. Mm. He's he's really, really good. He's been excellent. Um, seeing the Basuma that I saw at, at Brighton under Potter, um, and he's really, really impressed me more than anybody else. Yeah, I won't disagree with that. Watching him last night, he was that one player in the middle. He just looks much more comfortable than the rest of our team. He's you know he's happy with a player challenging him, another one coming in. He's he's confident that he can move it to the side, pass it off, um, and yeah, and and he and he's happy to run with the ball as well. I think that's the thing in the midfield. We've now got options, and and you saw last night their roles have changed. Skip getting the on the end of that header, and he said you know we've been encouraged to get in into the box. I think we had like four or five players in the box for that cross, which is is much different. And also just the fact that the players are playing these tight passes in the middle, which, you know, under Jose and Conte, we just seem, we obviously told them not to do it, not take these risky passes. It's all about maintaining possession, pass it back. Whilst, you know, we're slipping these passes in, the ones that can open up play. And yeah, I think he's going to be perfect in that middle position. And these are the things that he can do and he's got in his locker. And I feel like Conte just didn't want him to do that. And I feel like he was hamstrung a little bit obviously not playing him to start with. And then when you did bring him in, it was sort of bit by bit. And then he obviously under instruction to, to, to not do some of the things which we know he can. So, yeah, I think Basuma has been great. I've already mentioned Madison. I think he's, again, been another really good addition. And I think having somebody in that position, the formation change is, is going to bode well for us. Obviously, 
one less man at the back is going to cause us some defensive issues. We're going to have to get used to it for a bit. But, you know, if, if we spend most of the time attacking, I don't think Spurs fans are going to care too much. So we haven't finished on the new signings, actually. So Ashley Phillips, do either of you know much about him? Obviously, a youngster from Blackburn. Um, no. So a bit of a unit, as with Mickey, Mickey Van Der Ven, a tall, tall kids. I've seen them, the pictures in... Uh, uh, training and stuff. Is he one that you you can see us sort of loaning out? We he'd be limited with first team chances, surely, Paul, wouldn't he? He won't play this season. I'd be very, mm. very surprised if he plays. Um, smacks to me a little bit of another Joe Rodon uh, punt, um, a lower league player. Um, I, I, I just don't think if we're going to get rid of someone like Taganga or, or Sanchez that we're buying this other kid who's not going to play for 80 months, two years. Watched a lot of league, uh, sorry, Premier League two, which basically under 23s last season, and it's not a very good, it's not a very good level. Um, Alfie Devine stood out really, really well. You know, thanks, uh, sorry, our other players stood out. Mikey Moore when he played uh, up at that level as well was really, really good. So I, it's, 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 it's. it's just it's just a punt it's just one of those things that we do every now and then and we try and pick up you know not everybody can be Deli Ali. Uh, it's I don't really know why we bought him to be honest maybe he's going to turn around and be an absolute superstar in three four five years time I don't know but um he's definitely not one for now which seems a little bit weird why we bought him when we needed like you know decent left-sided centre-backs yeah I agree with that Paul like eight eight games he played last year in the championship um a couple in the cup nobody's really going to have seen much of him and he's so young 18 for a center back you know not many premier league teams are going to stick an 18 year old in there and you're right we do this on occasion we seem to just think right who's a who's a promising young star that might and it is a punt. It's not huge money at all, is it? It's it's almost one that you just would expect to sort of come in. I bet Chelsea buy players like this all the time and don't even mention it. So we, we've kind of put him up there as a signing, but I think he's like you say straight into the into the youth setup with the occasional training session with with Ange and whatever. But yeah, it's 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 not a massive one. And I also wonder about um, Velez, what 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 he's going to do at nineteen years old. I know he's had two seasons playing in the sort of playing for Rosario, but. He scored goals. It's just whether he makes that transition, and you know our friend Tim Vickery really didn't <laughs> didn't seem too impressed at all with him when I saw him on a pod last week. He just he just kind of said that you know he could be the the, the next in a long list of failed Argentinian strikers that have come to the Premier League and, and never really hit it off. The one thing is he's a slightly different play, and that normally they get the sort of like quite pacey dynamic forwards, whilst he's obviously a target man. Um, so I do wonder whether that's in, in 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 our mind about you know putting lots of balls into the box because we've got Richarlison, you've got to place his strengths, which let's be honest, heading is, is probably his main goal threat or getting on the edge of things. Um, mm. Kane obviously very good in the air, and and if Feliz, the goals I've seen, he looks pretty commanding in the air as well. So maybe he's just fitting a template of, of the type of striker we want. But again, at 19, I'm not going to get too excited. Um, I know we've we paid what was it like 15 million euros or something for him, but. You put, you know, it's probably a reasonable amount to pay for someone that young. Um, so yeah, out of those two, I'm not really too uh, too excited. I still think we could do with with one additional player. I still think we could do another centre back. Um, yeah. I, I just don't know whether that's that's on the cards at all now. Yeah, I think Ange, Ange did say I think after the Barcelona game that we are looking for uh, to, to at least one more one more centre back. So I don't think our business is finished. And yeah, on. On Alejo Velez, uh, obviously I'm in South America, so I should know everything about him. Mm. I don't. I've just seen the the Tim Vickery clip. Who may be on the pod next week? We're uh, trying to s- finalise that with uh, with Tim Vickery for a, 
a quick um, catch up with uh, the legendino himself. Uh, but yeah, his comments were that the, the Argentines, like you said, that they're, they're sort of big target man players, never really make it. They never really cut it in the Premier League. Um, the, the, I'm trying to think. So obviously, Sergio Aguero, I think we can agree, is the the most successful Argentine <laughs> player. Pretty successful, yeah. <laughs> in the Premier League, yeah. Right. But that's just it. Like I said, sort of technical, stocky, burst of pace, um, as opposed to a big target man. So. We'll see. Maybe, maybe this is one of the data signings. Maybe Levy's got his laptop out and playing with some algorithms, and he's he's, he's plucking, he's working with his data. He's God. just worked out what the internet is, and oh god. So no, it is, who, who knows? Joe Lewis has done it from his uh, police cell in America. He's got his laptop, <laughs> and he thought, oh, Daniel, Daniel, I found you mm. someone, and uh, he said, ah, this guy Alejo, get him. And Daniel's gone, yes. That's what's happening. I mean, it might just be something that we're not privy to because we're just football fans. But there does seem to be a bit of chat about, oh, the club are using, you know, like money ball tactics now. But is there any evidence of that? Are we not just buying players that nobody's heard of? So everyone's just assuming, oh, it must be because, you know, we've gone from buying players that people have heard of. Um, I found it interesting as well that people seem to, like the Ndombele, people are like, oh, Ndombele and Spence are both going out, two more levy failures. But I never thought Ndombele was a levy signing. I thought Poch was behind that. I thought half of our fan base wanted that player for about a year before we signed him. The fact it didn't work out doesn't suddenly make it, you know, something that Levy wanted. But how do you feel about the Spence one, Paul? It's a bit disappointing, isn't it? <laughs> very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Um... There's no need to buy Poro, in my opinion, uh, last last year. Um, Spence, again, is just, you know, it's what we were saying 15 minutes ago about uh, East Basuma. He just wasn't given the right opportunity under Conte. There was a little bit of talk that yeah, he might have come with a bit of an attitude, but I'm sure, you know, Harry Kane or Eric Dyer or, or you know, somebody would have slapped that out of him kind of thing and said, look, you know, you, you need to earn your... So, I don't really hold much much sway with that, but it's disappointing if he does go because big fan. He was very very good for Forest. Everybody knows, but I also watched a lot of him at under twenty ones for the national team, and he's superb. He's really really good, just like Skip is. Um, yeah, it's um, he's just he's wrong place, wrong time because he's got a rejuvenated Royale who is excellent uh, defensively and beginning to learn to go forward at the right time. And we and Roy and Poro going forward. You know, let's not talk about Poro's defensiveness, but going forward, Poro is very, very good. So Spence is mm. never going to get a look in. Um, but we've still got we're still holding on to Cess. Now we know Cess is injured at the minute. Everybody knows him as a big Cess fan. Cess is not going to make it with us. It's quite clear. Mm. Um, even on the left hand side. So it seems it seems weird that we're offering yeah you know, uh Spence out for sale, um, to be honest. Um if we're going to keep Cess but well, I mean, we, like you say, we're keeping Cesc because he's injured. I think otherwise we might be looking to move him on. But Reggie as well, like I don't see... He just, awful. again, he's, he's not looked good for ages, has he? No, he, he, he didn't look that good in Spain last season as well. Watched a few, mm. I watched a few games. I didn't watch a lot, but European football last year uh, mm. for a change. And, um, yeah, he, he he's constantly getting caught out with a guy with a of a blindside run. He's just yeah. not he's just not aware and he, he last night was a perfect example. Yeah. Saying that a doggy as well, sorry, um uh Destiny. He he gets caught that way as well. Maybe it's just a, a young kind of wing back thing. But Reggie is no Reggie won't make it with us. It's mm. it's he, he needs to go. He does need to go. But that's the thing. We we we've clearly bought fullbacks that aren't defensively minded because you know that's the thing you get taught when I was younger playing at fullback it's just a lot of it is is 
negating the winger, isn't it? And watching those runs, timing it, making sure that you get there. If he's quicker than you, you need to have moved sooner. Those guys, it's just that, you know, they get caught trying to go forward and engage when the ball, and then the ball goes over the top and the guy's gone. It's just, you can't let those things happen in those positions because it makes it so hard. And whilst they're quick, that's, it's not been enough. And I think Reggie, yeah, he, I just feel like for him, it, it looked good to start with, didn't it? And it's a big disappointment because when he signed, everyone was absolutely buzzing. You remember people worried about him going to Real Madrid, <laughs> like, yeah. um, you know, activating his release clause. No chance of that now. And it's a shame because he, he does look pretty good, pretty dynamic, pretty exciting going forward. But just defensively, it's not. It's just not worth that risk. On that though, do, do you think with Angebo? Because Ange plays with a flat back four, so a full backs as opposed to wing backs. So mm. do can we fit Poro and Udogi into? a fullback role when they've normally just played wingback. Similarly with, with Perisic. Perisic is terribly, terrible defending. Yeah. And But going forward, he's, he's like we saw from uh, the assist for Skippy's second against Barcelona, he's got an amazing wand of a left foot on him. But going like, defensively, we've got all these sort of square pegs, round holes, etc. Um, yeah. Do you think Ange will be able to adapt them? And because at, at this level... Is, is is it much of a difference that the sort of the being a wing back and a full back and, and can that be trained into certain players? Well, I think so. But also this is very similar tactics to what we played in early Poch, wasn't it? Where with yeah. Danny Rose and Walker getting forward whenever they can, your defenders sit back and then you used to have Eric Dyer or Ndombele or Wanyama or shuffling, acro- shuffling across and covering. Yeah, and, and filling yeah. in that spot. And, and there, you know, then the defensive midfielder becomes the important one because he needs to sniff out the danger and move, you know, move accordingly, slow the play down so that everyone else can get back in time. And that's the thing. That the issue is is that when we're we're not paying attention, when the opposition have got the ball and they can play those balls over the top, that's the real threat um it's just making sure that doesn't happen um and i'm not sure that's that's something that Andrew's gonna have to work on and train happens five with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Six times like we'd press um, last night, Basuma uh, mm. and um, uh, the Celso and Skip would be like for field. They'd pass a winnable back, and then basically Lewandowski would drop probably probably four or five meters off of our yeah. centre backs. And he would click the ball from just a dink ball, and it's gone right over our midfield. And yeah. literally, Lewandowski's. I mean, that's going to happen a lot. It happens a lot over the fullbacks as well. Um, uh, certainly, this preseason, um, maybe with somebody a little bit more dynamic, like a Romero, would follow a forward into the centre circle. I'm not sure, and probably try and snuff it out. But the way I see the fullbacks, don't they just push forward into midfield and then like your eight? So it'll be, it, it, for example, last night, the Celso and Basuma, they'd push on. And then wouldn't you, you'd, you'd try and push your attackers wide and they, they, they would become de facto wingers. Um, so that's where like Solomon looks quite good. I've, I've been mm. quite impressed by the, we'll probably talk about this later on in the season. I'm, I'm slightly worried about Son in this Angeball system if we play the same way that he played at Celtic. But, we can talk about it another time, but it needs a lot from the wingers, and it needs, and it, and it needs lots of really good, like decent crossing. Now, Brennan mm. just said there, Perisic can like, yeah, he, he he does deliver a good ball. He frustrated me last season because he didn't do it enough. But anyway, mm. 
uh, Royale can't deliver a ball, but Poro can. I mean, you know, it's if you could like if you could mix Poro and Royale, we'd have the perfect right back or right wing back. But mm. um, yeah, the width uh, coming from the coming from the fullbacks and getting that ball into the box is um, what concerns me because our our delivery from wide isn't good enough on the whole, and that will give easy turnovers. And then, as we just spoke about there. We'll get caught in a counter attack unless we have really, really dynamic centre backs that come and, and really come for the ball, and then we'll see, we'll see. But then Ange might, mm. he, he might adapt. We're looking at what Ange has done um, in Japan. We're looking at what he did for the Australian national team, as, as the boys JP and uh, Cam said now YouTube. Um, he might, he might look at the players. Ange probably got enough about him to think, right, okay, what I did at Celtic and what I've done in my past career, I need to tweak it a little bit. Maybe we'll yeah. see a lot. Maybe we'll see a lopsided like. Jose, we're pushing Sergio, pushing Aurier forward, and keeping keeping one one fullback back. I, I, we don't know yet, but um, mm. the fullbacks do concern me. They, they they do concern me. The fullbacks that we've got at the minute, you know, in a in a flat back four like Bren said, there, it, it's a worry. It really is a worry. Mm. Yeah. Do we dare talk about the Kane situation? Oh, it's yeah. so boring. Yeah. It's so fucking boring. Um, so, right, latest thing today is what, 96 million and a half or something, which I think that's 100 million euro, which still isn't what we want. We want 100 million, well, at least 100 million sterling. I'm, I'm assuming, unless he said 120 million or whatever, but it's just dragging up. Like, it, it, Bayern are looking really shit here. They they do look budget, and and they're supposed to be this behemoth, this mm. this dynasty, dynastic dynasty of a club in in Germany. They're their man you, but they're just the way they've gone about this. It, it just looks so basic and so budget. And and Livy did like because they set him a deadline and shit. And he, and he went on holiday to Miami <laughs> when they on the deadline. It's, oh, it's just. Which I'll give Levy his props there. That is hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, like to, just that's how little he cares what they what they want with their little money offer. Mm. Um, just do you think he'll stay or do you think he'll go this summer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, it seemed nailed on, didn't it, at one point? Um, but now yeah. it, it almost seems nailed on in the other direction. But I don't know, like that. Body language experts all over Twitter have been <laughs> saying this and saying that, but you, you you can't tell. You don't know if Bayern come in with the money, then I I think he will leave. And I don't. Whilst there's those reports that say if he's playing for us on the first game of the season, then he's going to stay. I'm not sure about that, to be honest. Um, my concern is that yeah, that isn't true, and that we lose him in like two weeks, three weeks time, and then we're sort of scrambling around because you know, let's be honest, we're not. That's the one position where we've got a, a really elite player and we don't have mm. elite backup by any means. We, we're not going to replace it. Just repeating everything I've been saying all summer, basically. But yeah. like now, I just I don't know. What's what's Bayern's tactics going to be? Increase it by two million every time they come back now to just try and eke some value? If they really wanted him, you'd think you're not miles away. Just pay it. Just pay that money. Um, and... I'm surprised that they haven't, if I'm perfectly honest, because I don't think Levy's he's, he's going to move from 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 that. I think he, he needs to have like a a big number, and if it's a hundred million pounds, then I think he'd be satisfied with that. But anything less, I just can't see it happening. And yet we'll lose him at the end of the season for free. I've, I've got no doubt about that. Just got to hope that it's um not to Man United or Chelsea or someone. 
He won't go, mm. he won't go to Chelsea. If they want him, Frank would just uh, pay the money. It's a bit like what City tried to do, wasn't it? They fucked around like all summer and like, were they, weren't they going to buy him, et cetera, et cetera. Like, if you want, if you want, okay, I want a pair of shoes, they're 150 quid. I'm not going to go into the shop and go, can I get them for 110? And I'll wear them a couple of like, years, and but I'll give you 40 quid over the years. Yeah, it doesn't work that way, does it? Um, I think if Kane starts against Brentford at the weekend, we keep him. I think Kane is kind of um, professional enough to think that he's not going to throw the team out. And I think, I think, I think it, it just doesn't seem in the Harry Kane kind of way to like start a game and then be off to Bayern uh, a week or so later, or, or, or whenever whenever he goes. So I think if he starts this weekend, we stay. I want him to stay. I don't care about the money. I've said this. Mm. I've said. Uh, we have a Patreon group, as you know, if you listen to this. Um, I, I, it's about emotion uh, for me, football. Um, and Harry Kane gives me gives me emotion. He makes me want to come to football games. Um, said numerous times on this podcast, we should never take it for granted. I don't mm. believe we do. He's the best player I've ever seen. He's he's better than Bale all around. He's better than Modric. I think he's better than Dembele. And he, he's, he's as important to me as Hoddle. I, I go back that far, Perryman and mm. Hoddle. Etc. Right. Um, I want to see him for another season. Madison feeding him a doggy one side of him. Poro will rail the other side of him as well. You know, Bissouma kind of backing him up. You know, a, a completely new kind of like vibe around the club. Just one more season. I don't, I don't, I don't care about the money. Football's mm. not about the money for me. Um, that's why I don't run a very successful <laughs> league football company. But that's the it, thing, Paul. Like the, I've seen lots of people say that constantly when you talk about transfers and what what a player is worth. We've spent too much money on this and they go, I don't care, it's not my money. But, you know, there's clearly a relationship there between like a football club being able to, to, to exist and spending money. You can't just spend this money left, right and centre. There's loads of examples. Like Look at Ross Barkley today. I'm surprised that he's gone to Luton. But, you know, a few years ago, the, 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 our, our owners were getting absolute pelters for not doing enough to try and get him. He would have been the difference, or Ross Barkley in the team. It just, I feel like a lot of football fans are very short-sighted and they think that a lot of things are obvious and then when they turn out to be completely stupid, bad ideas, nothing ever gets said about that. But the, the club, if they ever make bad signings and stuff, get absolute pelters for it for years to come. Um, I just think, yeah, the, the, the way things are at the moment... It's it's a lot of money, but I still think the value he's going to bring to us this next year is going to be worth it in the long run. I really do, and also think like he he, he seems to enjoy playing under Ange. And what so when there's the smallest smallest ray of hope that he might get convinced through this season <laughs> to sign again? You know I mean, hold on to that because, like you said, like he's our talisman. He's the best player we've seen for years, and I want him at the club until he until he's had enough or until he's no longer capable of, of doing what he does. So you just got to, you know, football's a lot about stupid, like unrealistic expectations and hopes, isn't it? So let's have that one as well. I think that's exactly, and similar to what Paul was saying with the money as well, like 100 million, I'm sure that that's probably going to be paid in instalments as well. So we'll get, what, 20 million a year over five, some shit like that. Yeah. There's that, that will not buy you another Harry Kane. No. So the money is worthless. The money is not at all the key thing here. Like I said, it, it is what he can bring. I will happily run the risk of holding on to him, run the risk of him going for free, maybe, like, maybe just like even one year extension. There's nothing we're saying that he can't do that. Like we'll pay him half a meal a week, half uh, uh, for, for one year extension. He plays one year under Ange, for under Ange sees it with going places. We, we might get top four, might do well in the cups, might win a domestic cup. 
That's all we've got to go for this season. And and but if he sees it and then get that one year extension, then maybe we do win something serious that makes him want to stick around. Because it's clear that, that the only motivation for him to go is trophies. He's got more money than we could ever dream of. Mm. He's been very well remunerated from the six year deal that he signed stupidly or, or whatever, but but he's still earning two hundred grand a week plus bonuses, etc. Mm. So he um Money's not the issue with him. It is glory. It is trophies. And, and I do think he genuinely loves the clubs. And so just, I'm happy to hold on for him uh, with it for, for one more year. And we'll see where we are this time next season. And, and, I, and like you said, he won't go to Chelsea. If he goes to United, it'll be shit. If he, goes to, he could probably go to City. Then Haaland will fuck off to Madrid. He'll go to City and win loads of stuff there. <laughs> and that, that'll be the end of it. Or like we, we, Ange turns out to be this incredible magician. And we do see a genuine change of things and, and do start to win stuff. You never know. If he, if he does go, we haven't got time to replace him with, it'll, probably, it'll be Richardson, our £60 million buy from last year through the middle. What we're, going to, we're not going to reinvest the money unless we've got things in the back burner at the money. And then, but yeah, selling clubs of, their, of, of decent quality, I'm going to hang around to see if Harry Kane goes or not and see if we want to buy them or not. That, that, that just doesn't, that doesn't work. So we sell him now, we get him out, we get a hundred million sterling plus whatever. Okay. We're not going to reinvest that this window. No, no. So, we'll have Richarlison up front and we'll have yeah, Dane Scarlett on the bench and with Dane the lease as well. Yeah, with, with yeah, the lease yeah. as well. Exactly. So the, the money, yeah, this is my heart I'm, and, and the emotion talking is like, I just want to see him one more season. Yeah. I know we, we can't control where he goes after January the 1st. I understand that. He can sign a pre-contract with a European club January the 1st. All right, Bayern can have him then. You know, Bayern aren't going to get him for free because there'll be other clubs in for him. They're going to have to pay mm. some something. So, but the way Bayern have done, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, Celia, friend of mine, she, she basically very good German and she's she's literally kind of just flabbergasted how, how built, built you think the sun's bad and the star and the mirror's bad in this country mm. you know it's just like yeah the way they the way they've they've acted over this is incredible to Germans it's like it's the most un-Germanic thing that I've ever seen to be honest yeah but, um, pretty unprofessional it's very unprofessional isn't it so and then maybe I mean now this is like putting out there's like came to ground, like do I want to work for a do I want to like you know play for a club who Maybe the money will make him forget about that quite quickly. But you think the way they've the way they've acted over this is just kind of like you know, yeah, the committee is, is quite comedic. And maybe Kane's around saying like, hang on a minute, th- th- these guys aren't serious. You know, how, how can a club, you know, kind of conduct themselves in this way? I don't know. That that's maybe just me guessing. Probably is. <laughs> there you go. Well, and I'm contradicting my previous statement about money not mattering. But in a year's time, he'll learn a fuckload more than he would if he left now because he'd be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Obviously, his his brother will make a ton of money as well. His, the wages he'll be on will be sort of PSG levels because there's no transfer fee. He'll absorb the transfer fee in his wages. So it's in his financial interest as well to hold out for a year. <laughs> Just yeah. trying to convince him. Yeah. I don't think, I don't yeah. think, also, last thing, I don't think you're going to see any drop-off in his, in his, no. um, his application. He's a pro. And, yeah, he's... he's Particularly pro, he's got, he's got, I know now he's got his own people around. He's got a nutritionist, he's got a physio, he's got a SNC guy. Um, yeah, he's got a, all these guys. He's, he's got his own team, as most Premiership footballs now have. Um, looking after him, he didn't get he hasn't didn't get really injured during national international duty. He didn't get really injured last season. Um, obviously, played a lot of football, wearing tear in the body, but he's the ultimate pro. I don't think we're going to see any drop off in Harry Kane, just because he's worried about maybe kind of scuppering something that might happen. Um, in um, in May June next year, I, I, I th- yeah, 
I think yeah, that, that that was mentioned to me today. He's like, well, do you think he's going to be like his heart's in it or whatever? Like, yeah, I think he's the ultimate pro. I think he's. I think he's still going to score. If he stays, he's still going to score twenty plus goals, um, mm. especially with the people behind him now supplying him. Madison, like we yep. talked about. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. one more season. Come on, Harry. One more season, please. One more. One more season. One more season. Well, let's do a quick Brentford preview. I don't know who they signed. They've they signed anyone. These? Well, Nathan yeah. Collins from Wolves. I think they paid about. 20, 25 million for centre back from Wolves. That's a lot, isn't it? Nice and then they bought two. Yeah, I mean he's young. He's only, I think he's early twenties, isn't he? Definitely um, overpaid there, Franco. Definitely overpaid. <laughs> well, it's hard. Premier Premier League experience probably counts as homegrown. You know, still young, like I said. I can understand that one. Probably still got some value. Then they've they bought two two players from Freiburg, uh, Kevin Sharder and, and Mark Flecken, a goalkeeper. So right wing and a, another 21-year-old. Yeah, no one's getting excited about Brentford signings, are they? <laughs> like, we know we get with, with Brentford. It's going to be very similar to last year. They gave us tricky games. Um, they're not an easy team to play against. They're going to work hard. But the first game of the season is almost impossible, I think. Like, it's very difficult to predict any game, but I think first game of the season mm. is, is almost impossible because some teams turn up and look brilliant and completely spank other teams, and other games are complete dross. And, like, both teams, you, you know, both look like they're still on the beach. Like I said, I think our energy is going to be absolutely firing from the start. I think that's what Ange wants. I think that's what his teams always do. It'd be interesting to see how Brentford cope with it. Um, and I think the big thing is, like we said, it's, it's how much they've been paying attention to our preseason games and whether they can see these defensive frailties. Because I don't think there's going to, they're going to be able to do a huge amount about um, us having possession of the ball and closing them down and attacking them. If they can... The big thing for a lot of teams against Spurs this year is whether you can break that press and whether you can get the ball behind us. And obviously the teams will be successful, will be the ones that, that manage to do that. So, yeah, it, uh, every game, these these first early ones, I think it's just going to be a test. It's going to be a big learning curve and it's it's going to, you know, you're going to see a lot of, about um, how successful this, this sort of Ange ball is going to be for Spurs. I think Buemo against our defence, we saw what Buemo could do uh, at ours. Mm, I mean, yeah. that, that, that was horrible, that game at ours. Uh, back in the last season, yeah. um, when Buemo uh, did the business and they scored right at the end, he, he's he's very good. I think I think I said on this podcast, he's pretty underrated. I think I think Buemo's really good. Buemo mm. coming off if off the flanks against our, you know, our defensive frailties, as Franco's alluded to there. I think that gives that gives that gives him an, a chance for opportunity. But um, I, you you can't really call this one because you know so, yeah, first game up as as Franco said there, it could it could be. Could be a nil-nil. It could be like a four-three or a four-all or something. You, you, you never know what you're going to get. But uh, and Brian Buemo is the only guy that really kind of concerns me out there. They're neat. They're tidy. They're functional. You know, Frank's a good. He's a, he's a very very kind of uh, tactically aware. You know, kind of coach. It's not going to be easy. I've got any more any more cliches. <laughs> but um, it's it's yeah it's. I preferred I would prefer the home game to be honest. Um, first game up, yeah, Brentford. I'll be happy with one all, to be honest. Is that your prediction or is that your hope? That is my prediction. One all. Okay. Cool. Franco, I'm going with four four. Aussies <laughs> 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 at the wheel. No, I mean this is it. I, I honestly think that's that's if you're a betting man, that's what you should do for the first few games. It's just like go more than four goals per game in Spurs, Spurs games. Um, Got to be, hasn't it? No, we're going to score some goals. We're probably going to let some in. It might be, you know, com- completely wrong. But if I was looking at pre-season and thinking, hmm, what can I see from this? We have lots of shots. We, we get forward, but we're also a bit leaky at the back. 
surely there's going to be goals. One one uh, doesn't doesn't uh, seem likely to me. I think it'll be a goal fest from the start. Let's go. Four four. I'm going to go for half of that. I'll go with a two all. I, I, I know I had this a weird feeling that we would lose this. I mean, it's only two and a bit months since they spanked us three one at home, the Embremo yeah. game, and, yeah. and the Wissa goal at the end when we were sort of pushing for the equaliser. We are completely different to them. You must, you know, just watching pre season, we're completely different. Um, yeah, we're still a bit, a bit shit at the back. <laughs> That's the big difference. But yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near the same game anyway. Uh, it might be a similar result. You never know. But it's just... who's, your, who's your defence at the weekend, guys? Who are you playing? Well, I, th- I don't know. I don't think he'll go with van der Venuk because what, no, he's going to have what, no. two training sessions, maybe three max. I just, yeah. uh, you know, and maybe he was, he's been training all week. I don't know. But even so, it doesn't feel like enough time um, who's, your back, who's your back for? So I think it will be. Uh, I'm going to change it. I said Porro yesterday, but I think it will be Emerson Royal. I think it will be uh, Romero, maybe Ben Davis. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. I don't want um, Sanchez and I don't want Dyer in there. I think it will be Ben Davis. Then it will be Destiny at left back. Then I would imagine he will go with Bisuma, Madison, and Saar. So he seems to have favoured and he's done pretty well. It could well be Hoybier if he's not on his way out, but I would argue that Saar probably deserves that spot. Mm-hmm. And then I think it'll be Kulu, Kane and probably Son. I think he'll probably stick with Son. Um, Solomon's done all right. Richarlison, I don't, you know, he, he kind of mentioned that he needed minutes because he's been a bit injured in pre-season. So I don't think he'll be, he'll be starting him. So I think that'll be, yeah, Son and Kulu on the wings. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Brent, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think I think he'll go with the back four we played against Shakhtar. I think that, that with the Shakhtar game, he used that as the sort of game because we lost the Leicester game because it was rained out in mm. Singapore. So I reckon that 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 game he took really seriously. So yeah, but I reckon it'd be Emerson, Romero, Davies, and New Doggy, um, Soren Hoybier, um, and Kulu, Madison, Son, and then Kane up top. So uh, yeah, I reckon that that team. That he put out against Shakhtar is 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 his first. You put in you put in Sara and Hoiberg. You're not you're not playing Basuma. Um, well, yeah, cause that's true. He bought, he bought Basuma on second half mm. in that game, didn't he? So, yeah, okay, well, yeah, but then yeah, Basuma in for for either of those guys. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it, isn't it funny we're talking about Basuma and uh, Pape Matasar and and these these are players that have been there for now a year and a bit, and yeah, you know, we're now look we're now seeing like what these guys are capable of. of. We, we're seeing what. Yeah, you know, like young player, African player of the year in Matter. So we, you know, saw a little bit of it last year when he played, obviously, away in Champions mm. League because Hoiberg was suspended. Him and Skip did really, really well against Milan. And then we're seeing what Basuma can do. It's just like I put up on Twitter the other day, and, you know, it's, it's, it's it, you know, Conte calls out the players. This, this is not about the players. These players can play well. It was about, it was the coaching. It was the coaching last season. And, yeah, it's, it's amazing what you could do when when you give like an elite sportsman a bit of confidence. They 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 just they just turn it something completely different, and you're seeing that now, which which I think Angie's yeah, you know, which is which is what's giving this kind of like you've, this optimism that we're seeing. We're moving the ball quicker in all of the social media channels. You know, we're seeing kind of really quick two, three, four. The rondos are like lightning quick. We're seeing in training. We're seeing it on the on the field and in in the in the preseason games. You know, even Franco's like looking forward to the season. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's like this kind of optimism has not been there. And you know, Angie's already got you know. 
everybody, everybody's like fully kind of, you know, he's on Angie's side and it seems like he's got the players on the side as well. Like some of the stuff we're playing last night was absolutely wonderful. Um, it's just, it's just amazing. Like, you know, that bit of confidence can do in a squad. Yeah. We've got, we, we, we've bought well, yeah, we talked about this earlier. Madison is, is a good addition, you know, um, and yeah, we've got good kind of like back. I mean, man, uh, Solomon looks pretty good in the song position. You know, it looks like, you know, Kulu's back to like something, you know, he looked pretty good at Shakhtar in the Shakhtar game. looks like he's back to like something like what we saw when we first got him. It's like, it's, it's chalk and cheese from a year ago. You know, it's, it's, oh, sorry, the, the way we started a year ago, it's, 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 yeah, let's go. Bring it on. 23, 24, yeah. let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. So before we wrap up, end of season predictions, where do you think we will finish in the league? Uh, start with you, Paul. Uh, it'll be City, uh, probably be United. I think Arsenal will be there or thereabouts and we will be fourth or fifth. Ooh. It's confidence, Franco. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Um, you got to be confident, Brent. Otherwise, what's the point in going? <laughs> you got to be delusionally confident. Yeah, look, I think Newcastle won't be as strong as as they were last year. I know that they're, that they're still a decent team. Um, I think European <laughs> European football will. It's got to stretch them a little bit. It just has to. Um, the same, I think, for Arsenal. I know they've, they've they've got a strong squad, but I don't think it's as strong as a lot of Spurs fans like to point out. You, you nutters. Um, so I think they might struggle a little bit as well. We don't know what's going to happen with Chelsea. They just seem to be, I don't know, who knows what you're going to get from Chelsea this year. Liverpool, I don't think, have done particularly well this summer um, and they and they probably needed to. So look, there's a number of teams that I think probably still aren't going to be as good as they could have been or we maybe expected them to be this season. We're all sort of talking about how these teams were going to be much better. And again, a lot of it just depends on, on how we, we start the season. Um I think if we start off well, then we've got every chance um, of, of pushing those teams for a top four spot. Nothing more than that. I know there's a few people on football experts on Twitter who think that Angie's going to be, you know, the, the, the second coming of Jesus and that he's going to tr- absolutely transform us and create and, and perform miracles. But I can't see it. I think we're going to play much more exciting football. And that's the thing I really care about this season is that I'm just going to enjoy it a lot more. I'm not going to come back from games and moan constantly. Yes, Paul, we won 2-1. Yes, there's some things to be, yes, defensively solid. Yes, boring. And it won't be like that this season, right? It's going to be exciting football. Ball's in the box. 25, 30 you know, shots on target per game. I'm all there for that. Can't wait. Bren, what are you thinking? Top four, what are you thinking? Probably City to, to win it, because they always do. Uh, although they, they, they've had some outgoings. Uh, Gundogan's a big loss for them, mm-hmm. as is Mares. Um They hold on to Bernardo Silva, uh, but they've bought well as well. And Liverpool, I, uh, they, they have bought well, Frank. They've got in McAllister, this mm-hmm. guy Subasly from Leipzig. He's solid, man. He's a decent midfielder. So they've... they've, they've They've strengthened in key areas for them. Mm. So, yeah, I'll say City, probably Arsenal, uh, Liverpool and Spurs fourth. I don't think, I think we'll, we'll pick United. And yeah, I agree with Newcastle that, that European football will will take its toll. And I think eventually, uh, how will we found out? Seb, our fellow podcaster, has gone for City, United, Spurs, Liverpool in that order. So uh, that's Seb's uh, predictions. Mm, there you go, heard it here first. Wait, anything else? Uh, we can go for an hour. Jeez, anything else before we wrap up, guys? We got a drum come. We got a drum coming back to the south stand. So it's close to you, was it, Franco? Well, I seem so. Yeah, it's in. I think I shared it. There's that that sort of 
Re- Return of the Shelf Twitter account is uh, sort of had a map of the stadium and they, they they showed it was that corner, the southeast corner. Because before the drum, the drum used to be in the east stand, but like right in that corner, like seat number one or whatever it was. And I was seat number one in the south stand, so it was like literally the you know that sort of entrance for emergency vehicles dividing us and, and the Sky Studio there. So it used to be right there. I'm assuming, therefore, it's going to be in the similar thing, but obviously not in the posh seats in the East Stand now. It's going to keep it with all the proper yids in the uh, South Stand. <laughs> he said Sorry, it. Paul. Sorry, Paul. And, I forgot he you went, were here. Sorry, he Paul. went there and said it. He went there and said it. Oh my God! <laughs> a little kind of a little peep behind the uh, the cheese room curtain of like what I've got to part with. Yeah, with uh, Franco, but now what a is, nightmare! I know. Give, give until Christmas and be like, oh, I can't be asked to do this anymore. Blah, blah, blah. This drumming gets on my nerves, gives me a right headache. It did make me laugh though that Spurs, when they put out a thing, they basically, you know, they clarified what they meant by the drum. They were like, it's not going to be banging constantly like in these awful European games. It's going to be there just every now and then when the crowd need to pep up or whatever. It's like, come on, like you're trying to make some, create some like organic natural atmosphere at a football club but you're already stipulating like the, <laughs> the rules around when the drum is going to operate when it's not jesus christ you know what i mean let's show us how you're not a football per- person without saying you're not a football person guys it's just oh, so i'm moaning about the there he is there he is <laughs> <laughs> bring on the protests bring on the protests Oh, that's a point. Speaking of which, yes, we will be having uh, the, the Supporters Trust on next week to talk about the protests uh, against the ticket price rises uh, for match day tickets. And that will come out. Uh, we're still finalising a day, uh, but it will be out next week before the United game, which will be when the, the protest will happen. So we'll learn a bit more about that from Rachel from the Trust. Yeah. Oh, cool. cool. Paul, thanks for joining me. No dramas. Good to talk to you, mate. Always. Nice to see you, cut- to- nice to see you about a week or so, two weeks ago. It was good. Um, yeah, short and sweet, but I'll see you when you're back over. Yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah always, time. always. Yeah, Franco, thanks for joining, man. Yeah, no worries, Brent. Uh, make sure you bring some peanut butter M and M's next time when you come back as well. Thanks. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will bring the contraband. So I'm bringing like uh, white powder from Bolivia and <laughs> 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 peanut butter M and M's. What um, sort of party are you guys having? That's the question. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cheese to do. Listen out uh, for um, the the pod on the weekend, reviewing what we hope will be a win over Brentford yeah. uh, from us guys. <laughs> do look out for the YouTube. There's one out tonight, uh, which you won't know because this will come out tomorrow. <laughs> but there'll be one out on Friday. Uh, so do uh, look out for that as well. And as ever, come on, you Spurs! Come, come on, on Spurs. Spurs! Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.